0: Welcome to the Kindness Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Riggs. We have a couple season two teaser episodes for you today. We have Dr. Priya Chandon here, and my co-host is Mr. Encore Chandon, who is one of our members. Dr. Chandon is such a huge advocate for the disability community. Her impressive medical career has kind of centered around some very important medical advocacy. You can find her at University of Louisville School of Medicine in the Department of Neurosurgery at the Division of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. Her list of accomplishments is vast, but most notably, she serves as Project Director for the National Curriculum Initiative in Developmental Medicine, which is a five-year partnership between the American Academy of Developmental Medicine and Dentistry and Special Olympics International. Just recently, she has pulled in some of our members from Down center of Louisville to join in this amazing project as well. So the goal of this project is to provide training to medical students in the field of developmental medicine, the care of individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, IDD, across the lifespan. Dr. Priya recently received an award for this work that she's doing, and I'm so happy and grateful that Priya and Ankur were able to take the time to sit down with me. Part one of this interview is centered around their relationship as siblings and how having Ankara in her life has influenced Dr. Channon's career. Then part two of our sit down, which is the next episode, we dive into COVID-19 and the importance of her medical advocacy work. So I hope you really enjoy Dr. Priya Chandon.
1: You are listening to the Kindness Warrior Podcast, a Down Syndrome of Louisville production. Serving locally, sharing globally.
0: First, I'm going to introduce our amazing co-host today, which is Encore. And um, I've written down some things that are amazing about you, and then you can add on to this list if I forgot something, okay? All Um, right, so you are remarkably talented, You play the piano beautifully. That's one of my, some of my favorite videos are Encore playing the piano. Um, You attend college at Jefferson Community Technical College, right? Um, You have recently received a Ruby's Rainbow scholarship for college, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, you are an avid athlete. What what sports do you play?
2: I play basketball, swimming. Mm -hmm. Second field, golf, uh, football,
0: and baseball. That is a lot of sports. How do you have time for all those?
2: I one, one, one at a time. Just
0: one at a time. Hey, that's good advice for people. Just do things one at a time. You can do lots of things. Um, and you have a job at Home Goods. Is that right? Is that the right yeah. store? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we we were before I hit record. We were talking a little bit. It is November the 5th. Is that the date? The 5th. And have you yeah. already been putting out Christmas decorations? Yeah. A lot. Are, are people buying Christmas decorations already? Oh, yeah. I bet they yes. are, especially this year. Yeah. I think everyone's really excited for some Christmas cheer in 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also made a note that before you got your job at HomeGoods, you lived in Georgia. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And what was your job when you lived in Georgia?
2: I in medical records at the hospital
0: in, in here. So you worked at the hospital for how many years? For uh, sixteen years. Sixteen years. I don't think I've ever done anything for sixteen years. That is very impressive. Very, very impressive. Um, so did I? Did I leave anything off the list of your accomplishments? Mm-hmm not really okay well i'm so excited to have you here today as my co-host and really what it's going to be is that you uh, first i'm going to let you introduce dr chandon are we going to call her dr chandon are we going to call her dr priya we just call her priya yeah okay Um, yeah. He's, like, rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm going to let you introduce her, but then um, we'll also let you ask some burning questions that you've always wanted to know. Does that sound okay. fun? Okay. Yeah. All right, so first I'm going to let you introduce her. What would you like to give the listeners to know about your sister?
2: I'm an Australian student, and, and the best sister I've ever had.
0: Oh, straight A student, the best sister you've ever had. That is amazing. What a great introduction. So we do have Dr. Priya Chandon here with us today. So you're at the medical school and you yes. do you practice? How's that work? Yes. So does anyone call you professor? That was my other question. Like, do they call you professor? Do they all call you doctor? Like, how does that work?
1: Um, they all say doctor. And I know like when I was doing my like, PhD studies, they told us like, call us by our first name, um, but I just couldn't because I was so used to like in sure. as a sign of respect, like all your professors and teachers are, are, are doctor. Um, so I would say at the School of Medicine, that tends to be the etiquette is that it's, it's doctor, regardless of PhD or clinical, um, you know, but me, I do mostly research now. So I still have my license and do some clinical care, but most of it is Um, just like trying to build referral networks. And so more on that systems
0: level than direct patient care, um, you know, day in and day out kind of thing. So Encore is the big brother. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. You're, you are the big brother and, um, and you guys grew up in Georgia. Where in Georgia, uh, Priya, are you guys from?
1: So we are from Snellville, Georgia, um, which is in Gwinnett County, which is one of the suburbs of Atlanta.
0: And my next question, and Encore, you'll probably like this one, but what was it like growing up with Encore as a big brother?
1: I mean, it was pretty awesome, I will say. Um, We are very close. Mm-hmm. We were never really bored because we always just kind of played with each other.
0: And what's the age difference? Three years. How many? Sorry. Three. Three, Three years. Okay, good. That's a good, that's a nice, good uh my my older brother is about three years older and we always had a good relationship as well. Yeah. Not not quite enough to be competitive or, or en- enough to not be competitive, I guess, is what it was that he more like took care of, you know, like protected me and stuff like that. Have you always been protective, Encore, of Priya? Yeah, every day. Every day, every day. Yeah. And now you get to be protective of your baby niece. Yep. <laughs> and the cycle starts all over again, huh? <laughs> Oh yeah. I also have a new baby niece. oh Yeah, she was she's only 3 weeks old. Her name's Bowie. Oh,
2: shout out, that.
0: a podcast shout out to Bowie. Hey <laughs> Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have we both have a new baby niece that we can protect. So, you know, you're growing up and and remind me, are we are both of your parents also in the medical industry? Um, mom's a physician, dad's a scientist. Okay. Um and then Ankur goes to the hospital and now you're a doctor. So we're just all just that's what we know in the in the Chandam yeah. family. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dad, Dad uh did, worked for AT&T um in Atlanta for a long time. So he did stuff related to fiber optic cable and like the street okay. cable and stuff mm-hmm. like
0: that. All right. Okay. I don't know why I was wow. thinking that he did more like well, medical. I thought that they were both in um, the medical field, but so definitely academics. Because I feel like w- with with Encore too, like we strive for our goals, right? And that's just kind of in your blood, right? Or do you? Yeah. Th- would you say Encore that your parents kind of pushed you? I, pushed you yeah. is not the right word, but like you know, they like make sure that you. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, they, always, they
1: always had like high, like high expectations in a good way, right? Like, yeah. they knew that we were both capable. Yes. And they weren't going to lack.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that ma- yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and this is something I love to ask siblings for some reason, but was there a time when you were growing up that you remember realizing that Encore had Down syndrome?
1: Yeah, so I remember, I guess, so the first time I remember we talked about it. Do you remember the story?
2: Not really.
1: All right, I'll tell it, you can add in. So we were at the mall, right? We were in the food court and I was like, "Mm, I must've been like six and I think you were like nine and we were eating food and for whatever reason, I was just curious. And so I asked my parents, I was like, you know, Ankur has Down syndrome, but, like, what is Down syndrome? And when you ask, like, a physician and a scientist that, their answer relates to, you know, the science of it. And, you know, they, you know, gave me the breakdown of trisomy 21 and what is a chromosome and all that kind of stuff, right? But to be honest, Ankur and I were way more interested in our Chinese food at the time. (laughs) So we kind of heard what they said and kind of ignored it and ate our food. Um, And then as we were leaving the food court, I remember that you sneezed into a tissue and you then handed me your snotty tissue. (laughs) And I think you said, I think I did it. Like I did it, I sneezed out the extra chromosome and I was like, that's awesome. Let's tell mom and dad. And so we went running over and we were like, you guys can just like calm down. Like we solved it. Like we taken care of, like we don't even like, just so you know. Um, But so we've always and that's always been our approach, I think, to Down syndrome in terms of, you know, like, it's really not it's not anything that would hold you back and anything like that. Um, But I remember and that's how I've sort of always seen it as it's not something that defines you or should hold you back. It's something that is as small a part of who you are as, you know, Booger,
0: I guess. (laughs) That is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard, truly. When
1: I think of Encore, that's not, you know, like I don't say, I don't say, you know, oh, my brother who has Down syndrome, I'm like my brother who's like a college student and plays piano um, and likes to be competitive with me likes to tell the story of how I bit him when I was a kid. But to clarify, I was like three, you tell it like it was last year.
0: <laughs> well, now story. we have to hear it.
2: Oh, All right. When I was three. I was three. Yeah, but when, when I was three, yeah. she, she was talking about something, me, then I started crying after that. And my mom was like, what is going on? <laughs>
1: I was crying and it was kind of loud, and you didn't really like it.
2: Yeah, that's how I'm crying.
1: And so, well, you—why did you start crying though? But,
2: but, but he was crying.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> in some sort of argument, and it ended with—I uh, think I. Let's see, I. So I was mad, and he was my big brother, and as you are familiar, when you have older siblings. Brothers, little sisters have to fend for themselves. So I did and I bit him. Um (laughs) and then I started crying because I felt bad because he was crying because he was like, Oh my gosh, she just bit me. And then our parents came in and were like, What happened? And Uncle was like, Priya bit me. And I always got in trouble, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, like (laughs) anything anything happened, whose fault was it? Yeah, Yeah, see? (laughs) Well, of course, you're their firstborn baby. There's also a good one where do you remember the one where we were arguing and so we're like arguing about something and Encore looks at me and just kind of gets that like mischievous grin that he gets
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and just kind of looks at me and I'm like what is he about to do and then he takes his hands and claps like as loud as he can falls to the floor and starts crying and I'm like, what and then our parents walk by and walk in and are like Priya why would you hit your brother and I was like are you kidding me and- Got in so much trouble, and you were just laughing because you knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you feel like having encore as a brother has has impacted your life and the you know the way that your career has gone and and things like that? Oh yeah, I
1: mean, I think it's impacted all of it. I mean, I would say that from. I mean, Encore is a real popular guy, if you didn't know. Um, and so I've always been little sister, right? Like, I've always been Encore's little sister. And I loved mm-hmm. that. I don't like being the one, you know, in the in the front and center. Like, that's Encore's role, and I'm just sort of there. Um, but, you know, I think for me, I... Wasn't sure, like, I was very intentional in thinking about my sibling relationship and how that's certainly, like, the main factor to my identity and my perspective. And is that a strength or is it something I need to be careful of in terms of if things would be sort of too close to home? So I very, very early in undergrad went and did a internship at Special Olympics International in Washington, D.C., Um, because I just wanted to explore that side of my identity and find out, you know, is this, like, is it okay to have your personal and your professional lives overlap? Or is it, you know, going to be hard for me or just not feel right? And to be honest, at the very, very beginning, I felt horribly guilty doing anything related to, to intellectual disability or Down syndrome or anything in that world. Because if part of my, my brain was always like, well, if you're going to spend time on this, like, why wouldn't you be spending it with Encore? Um, and, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And so I did. I felt very, you know, sort of guilty and was like, well, if I'm spending time for other people, why wouldn't I just spend that on my brother? Um, but I think it's really Encore that sort of encouraged me to go for it and was like, no, like, you know, like, you'd be good at this. You should do this. Um, And I really liked my internship. And so from then I was like, you know what, I actually do better when these two worlds overlap. And so that's kind of what I'm going to do. But I think that that's something that every sibling probably has to figure out to see like, to what extent do you want overlap? To what extent is overlap good for you? And it's certainly like a personal decision. I just wish that everyone sort of had the opportunity to figure that out for themselves. Mm -hmm. I was like. Um, because I was able to get, you know, do that internship. And that's really what kind of sealed the deal for me, I would say. Um, and I think Encore, I would say has taught me the most, um, in terms of empathy. So I think that that's definitely where it comes from. It's Encore. And, you know, I think that that's why I'm interested in the things I'm interested in and sort of my overall approach to life is from a big brother not unlike a lot of other siblings with big brothers, I think.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Do you ever have days where it does feel like you've brought work home? (laughs) I mean, I even have, I mean, I even have days like that, but where, you know, you're nodding. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that
1: that's, you know, and that's one of the sort of consequences of that is that like, there's not really a lot of separation. Um, And, you know, like I said, there's sort of pluses and minuses for me, if I'm able to do what I'm passionate about, then that's good for me. So the fact that there's not a lot of separation between personal and professional, for me, it's good. I know for some people it's not good, but for me, it's fine. Um, And, you know, it's become sort of a a family thing. Like we mentioned, you know, we're going to live three doors down and it's got some opportunities. Like I was giving, remember... Um, a couple weeks ago, I was giving a talk um, for a family physician conference in Canada that one of our one of my colleagues had organized, um, and she said, "You know, I want you to kind of speak on sort of self advocate, um, you know, self advocate involvement in medical education." And so I said, "Okay, but like, can I just invite some self advocates?" And she said, "Yeah, sure." Um, and so it happened to be a day where I was hanging out, and it was good because I could just go over and Uncle and I hung out, and then you know we took ten minutes and hopped on this Zoom conference and said you know said what we needed to say, and then we signed off, and so it was you know work, but also me hanging out with my family on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. So Encore, do you have any questions that you've always wanted to ask Priya? Yeah. Okay. What school
2: what school was your favorite from the school we, we grew up in when we were kids?
1: Oh, so of the schools we grew up in, let's see, we went to a lot of the same schools, right? Yeah. Because we did Elementary school was the same. Yeah. Middle school was different, but only because they opened a new middle school. Yeah. So like I spent one year in the same middle school and then a different, and then high school was the same. Yeah. And I would say my favorite was probably our high school. Um, And it's because that's when I could sort of be more in the background. Like Encore was in the popular crew in high school. And I was like nerdy little sister, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, in fact, do you want to tell Carly what you told me um, about homecoming? So Encore went to all of the dances, all of the dances, always had multiple dates, multiple people asking to go to all the dances. <laughs> and one year for homecoming, you know, my mom was asking us and said, you know, Priya, are you going to go to homecoming? And I said, no. And Encore said, well, that's cause she doesn't have a date. And I was like, well, if I wanted to go, like I would just go. And you told me the reason you thought I didn't have a date. Do you remember it? i forget now. You said, you don't have a date because all the boys. Well, they don't like you. Yeah, they don't like me, but why?
2: Because they think you're, I'm that cool.
1: That I'm not that cool, <laughs> why?
2: I this. Do you remember?
1: Okay, he told he told my mom
0: that all the boys at school were scared of me because I was smart. and that's why. Sometimes boys are scared of smart women because they're yeah. intimidated.
1: He picked up on that and was like, you know, she's not going to go to homecoming. She doesn't have a date. She have a date. <laughs> the boys are all scared of her.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Big brother. <laughs>
1: um Emperor tells it like it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. So... So we think that Priya liked all the schools equally. I liked them all equally, but I would say I liked our high school the most.
2: Yeah.
0: And what high school was it?
2: Real good high school in Georgia? All right. Yeah, well, Georgia.
0: hopefully someone from Georgia will listen to our podcast and be like, "Hey, I went to that high school too. Yeah. It's a giant high school, right? Yeah. There was like 700 something in my class. Oh alone. wow, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's the a big school.
1: Are good that somebody, <laughs> somebody listening. Yes, so, or is that someone
0: right. remembers you. You'll have to make sure when this is published, you'll share it with some of your Georgia friends, and then they can hear you talk about high school. Okay, what else? Do you have any other questions you'd like to ask her?
2: Yeah, what is your favorite memory from growing up with me? Mm,
1: favorite memory from growing up with you? I would say, so we. It's it's kind of just how we used to play together um because we had like very elaborate like i find it i kind of find it funny now a lot of like my friends kids and younger children that i know growing up are very like mom dad like they want they're like around their parents all the time and they're just like mom 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 dad dad and they want to be engaged with their parents like at all times whereas uncle and i were like see you later like we're gonna close the door to the basement and like we'll see you for meal time <laughs> used to do is Uncle had like all the Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. And I had all the My Little Ponies. Um, I was terrified of dolls, which is a whole nother story, but I was terrified of dolls. And so every time I got Barbies, we decided to make them the villains in our story. And so we would have elaborate battles where the Ninja Turtles would ride My Little Ponies into battle. And then when they defeated the Barbies, you know how the Barbies heads kind of just pop off? We used to put them on sticks, like little stakes in the ground with Barbie heads, like <laughs> Um And you know, so people, when they would come over, they'd come downstairs and they'd be like, what happened here? And we're like, clearly it's the battle of good and evil. And in this case, the po- My Little Ponies and Ninja Turtles
0: won. Yeah. And you made Barbie lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that memory. Let's take a moment and learn about our fabulous sponsors. The Kindness Warrior podcast is sponsored by Ferrison Lawn Care. As the year comes to an end, even in 2020, there are likely a number of things that you'd rather be doing right now than considering caring for your lawn. Well, guess what? You don't have to think about lawn care because that is the job of the great folks at Ferrison Lawn Care. Ferris and Lawn Care is a team of local pros who you can trust to deliver a weed-free and healthy lawn through these long winter days until spring and beyond as we look longingly at 2021. <laughs> Ferrison and Lawn Care has been a part of the Down syndrome of Louisville family for years and years, and they keep the lawn at our Kentucky campus looking beautiful year-round. So make it easy on yourself. Call Ferris and today at 245-9422. Ferris and Lawn Care, safe, efficient, and effective. Do you have any advice for a young sibling, possibly, who has, um, you know, maybe, maybe they're they have a new baby in the family with Down syndrome, or, or even um, an older sibling who is feeling, who's just struggling right now and might, might be feeling jealous. Do you have any advice for siblings is my question. <laughs>
1: I think the best advice I would say for siblings is to find other siblings to talk to. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anybody out there that wants to, but I think there's not, you know, there's not always a lot of support for siblings. Um, There's like a a sibling leadership network. Um, So there are some initiatives for siblings, but most of the time, I feel like when the community does things for quote caregivers or quote the family, they don't mean siblings at all. They mean parents. And a lot of that, I guess, is because a lot of it is parent driven. Mm -hmm. So that's audience is naturally parents, but it's just a very, it's a different relationship um, just like if, you know, think about yourself and your relationship with your parents is different than your relationship with your siblings. So naturally, me and Ankur's relationship is different um, than, you know, Uncle's relationship with my, with our parents. Sure. But I think talking to other siblings is really helpful because I think siblings are sort of navigating, we're a little bit more likely to um be real with our siblings and be like you know get it get that you can do that yourself come on like we're more likely I think to sort of push independence um in a good way um and you know so I think that talking to other siblings is helpful um just because the same way that I think parents have a lot of the similar things on their mind siblings have a lot of similar things on their minds but mm-hmm. there's really sort of nobody to talk to about that like one of the big conversations I feel like in the Down syndrome community right now is sort of like, well, what happens, you know, parents saying like, well, what happens when I pass on? Um, And siblings are like, well, I mean, we should be included in that conversation because they're, I keep joking. And that's why, you know, like in a month, I'm moving three doors down from Encore. Why? Because we've always had very open and candid conversations about this. And I've told my family, you know, listen, I really, I understand, like, I'm not going to, I'm pretty blunt about it. So let's be real about that. One day I will be primary caregiver for three people Mm -hmm. and I intend to, and I want to, but I'm going to need to plan for it. And I'm going to need us to have these candid conversations and plan about it. Cause it's not going to be good for anybody if, you know, and any, something could happen tomorrow, you never know, but we might as well have those open conversations. Absolutely, about.
0: absolutely. Well, and those those conversations can be uncomfortable, but oh my gosh, the the peace of mind that you have after you've had them. So have you um, used or looked into the the adult sibling toolkit that the, I think it was the National Down Syndrome Congress put together?
1: I don't think so. I'll have to check it out. Um, I will say like Encore and I are a bit like on like I always joke that Uncle's Uncle and I are Uncle's an old man is what I joke with him about. Very funny. Uh, very funny. <laughs> um, really an old man, but I will say that Uncle and I are I think some of on the we're we're both on kind of the old end of the spectrum now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and so there wasn't a lot um when we were growing up. You know, I looked for it. I looked for sibling support, I looked for those types of toolkits and things, and there wasn't. And so at that time I kind of just made my own support um and just you know did that but i think that now i've, I've definitely seen that there's more interest in it and i think more resources which i think is, is great um and having like a buddy to just talk to i think is really helpful i also think that when thinking about you know so i think from a parent's perspective you have a child with down syndrome and if your child is your child when you are a sibling It is, and it should be different. If you are a younger sister with an older brother, if you are two sisters, if you are two brothers, if you are older sister, younger brother, I think those are all different the same way that, you know, with other sibling dynamics, it's different. And so for me, that was also kind of the struggle because, you know, I don't think I've ever found none of our friends, I don't think. Not really. I can't think of anybody that is older brother, younger sister, Hmm. and that, that had its challenges. In middle school, especially, I will say, because middle school is just rough in
0: general. (laughs) Where like where folks would would treat him differently because they thought he was younger. That is that what you mean? That
1: and then just like, you know, tougher me like I am a tiny individual I'm I'm pretty, pretty small. Growing up, I was very tiny. I was like on that less than fifth percentile rank thing. And like, you know, when Uncle was in eighth grade and I'm in sixth grade and like if people are bullying him, like I'm going to step in. But, you know, it's it was and that's probably why I'm as bold as I am now, because <laughs> it had to be. Um, but it was very difficult being a sixth grade girl trying to take on the eighth grade boys. But, you know, you're going to do what you got to do. Right. Uh, right a lot Uh of the advice or a lot of the sibling things that I've seen I felt like didn't apply to me because in some ways they were portrayed as being like a second parent Mm. you know like and I'm my older brother like he doesn't want me nagging him and I'm not gonna do it like I'm gonna give him crap and he's gonna give me crap back because that's what older brothers
0: and younger sisters do right yes that totally makes sense
1: yeah but in no world do i want to act like his parent and i doubt he really wants me to do that not
0: really really. (laughs) well and i think that that's probably where some of this advocacy stuff comes from is like you know you don't have that you don't have that dynamic so it's like no i'm going to push encore to be his own advocate and that's where a lot of this stuff came from
1: This has been the Kindness Warrior Podcast, a Down Syndrome of Louisville production. To learn more about Down Syndrome of Louisville, visit our website, downsyndromeoflouisville.org. If you have questions or ideas, you can email us at Pod at dsoflou.org. The music for this episode was written and performed by Alex Stotz and Owen Eiler. The Kindness Warrior podcast is produced and edited by Ethan Holstein,
0: produced and hosted by Carly Riggs. Thank you so much for spending time with us today.